This is Get Unstuck Radio Episode 11, Instagram Visibility Secret with Ella May. Welcome to Get Unstuck Radio, the place to brainstorm with you on business and life strategy, to get unstuck with system automation and delegation, and also to get clarity for sustainable business and lifestyle. I'm your host, Mukita Panmuk. Let's get unstuck. Hi, everyone. So today is my honor to interview Ella May. Hi, Ella. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. So Ella is strategist coach and visibility coach as well. And she's fabulous on Instagram. You guys might want to learn more about what she has been doing right now. Like I'm excited to interview her today. Yeah. So Ella, please tell us more about yourself, please. Yeah, for sure. So I help personal brands, businesses, and entrepreneurs learn how to grow their online presence, specifically through Instagram, and really how to monetize their whole social presence so that they're using the platforms really appropriately for what they're intended for. And also they're making a rate of return on them. So they're actually able to convert clients, raving fans, followers, people who are going to refer them people and connect through social media. Uh-huh. And why Instagram? Oh my gosh. To be honest, it was sort of an accident. Like I started out my entrepreneurial career as a copywriter. I had a really good mentor in the space. I was good at sales. I was good at writing. And like off I went, I was a freelancer, right? And it was around two and a half years ago that I really started seeing the ROI on influencer marketing. And I'm like a marketer at heart, right? So I was looking at the data and I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. I was like, this isn't going anywhere. And I just started to get really curious about Instagram. And I started looking at influencers and I was like, you know what, what's so special about these people? Like, how did they get in front of so many people? Why are they so interesting? And I was kind of like, you know what, I'm going to become an influencer. I'm going to figure this out. So I hold up in my apartment for like a whole weekend. I sifted through like 200 YouTube videos and I did everything they told me to do. I posted three times a day. I put a color scheme on my account so it was consistent. I gave my account a theme. So I primarily talked about fitness and health. And if anything, I lost followers and my engagement dropped. So that's when I realized there's so much, like there's so much garbage out there when it comes to how to grow your social I really wanted to sift through and find the things that actually moved the needle, like what actually made a difference and got you in front of more people. So I went back to the drawing board and just was guessing, testing a bunch of methods. And within a year, my account gained about 20,000 followers, but more than anything, I was making a really big rate of return on it. This was just my pet project. I was still working in coffee. So I was working with big brands doing influencer work. I was booking coffee clients. Um, so what started to happen was my current clients were like, yeah, yeah, we want our sales page. But like, how did you do this Instagram thing? And I was like, I don't know. I just sort of figured out this system that worked on my account. I, I have no idea if it'll work on yours. And they were like, well, can you give it a try? I was like, sure. Like, why not? So without really planning on it, I took on a whole bunch of beta accounts and it was within like four months, all of a sudden, that's what everybody came to me for. Like, it was like this huge shift happened. I was like, whoa. So it made its way to the forefront of my business really organically. And one of the things I absolutely love about it, part of the reason why um, visibility coaches in my title 
is usually when I work with people, they're, you, they're usually fairly established. They have no service problem. They have no quality problem. They usually don't even have a content problem. They've got an exposure problem. Mm. And behind that is there's some sort of a hesitation in them, for, like where they're not comfortable being seen. And one of the coolest parts of my job, like I'll teach you how Instagram works and how to monetize it. And we'll, we'll talk about LinkedIn, Facebook, all that stuff. But is really watching them break through that confidence barrier and step out and own their stuff and really step into that confidence, that visibility. Because it's something that transfers over to every single area of their business and their life. And in the meantime, they get to build up a following on social. They get that brand recognition and they're able to connect with more people they can help. Yeah, I mean, that's amazing. Of course, that is one of the reasons why I do my podcast. I do my YouTube, right? Because I want to earn more visibility. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's game changer. I mean, that's when people talk about you rather than you talk about others following. Absolutely. Yeah. So how you change people's life. Can you tell us more about your client's journey a little bit? Like any transformation? Oh, um, I hope this is okay to talk about on the podcast. So one, one thing that uh, I've done in my company for a while, it's probably my favorite thing to do in my business. I run Instafame Academy, which is an eight week live group training program where I take you through the exact steps of what to do to grow your Instagram. And we also talk about the other socials and all that stuff, right? So there was one woman, I think she was in the second one and she, she had a lot of hesitation at first. She's like, Ella, I'm just, you know, I'm a chubby middle-aged brown lady. Nobody wants to see me. No, I'm not going to do photos. And I was like, look, it doesn't matter what you look like. All that matters is that you put yourself out there. Like, please just trust me on this. So she did. And I remember the last call and we were kind of going through some of the wins and the accomplishments. And she was like, I don't know about you guys, but my sex life has gotten amazing. Oh she's my. like, <laughs> my, she's like, oh man, like me and my husband are just connected. He's doing my videos. Like afterwards we have wine. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's incredible. So it just goes to show like sometimes when, when you break through in this one area and a lot of the time when people come into Instagram Academy, I usually say like, Hey, the, the reason you think you're here is not why you're here. There's probably something underlying we're going we're gonna to break through. And a lot of the time you can't plan these things. So yeah, I mean, everything from watching businesses bloom and seeing, seeing my clients really connect with people they can help and what that evokes in them to improve sex lives and all this stuff. You're just like crazy. Okay, cool. That's <laughs> amazing. Okay. So now people come to you, not only for Instagram now. <laughs> apparently, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. So. Tell us more. I mean, like, I really want to know your signature um, framework, the six-step mm. formula. So can you walk us through about that? For sure. So when I figured out this system for my account, essentially what I figured out was this six-step formula that, again, when applied to any account, so whether it's a dog's account, a guy's account, a girl's account, whatever, this will grow and monetize it as long as you implement the steps. So the first thing is adding value to your audience. This is so, so key. If I'm going, what you want to think about is if I come to your account and I don't know you, I'm not a friend or a family member, why should I stick around? What's in it for me? Um, A lot of the time, sometimes people don't actually... Uh, value their main gifts. Like they, they think that everybody can do them because it's so easy for them or whatever. 
And so they tend to play it down. And this is where I'm like, no, 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 we need to talk about this. Um, and then another really big thing around that is I get paid a considerable amount of money to go into organizations and speak to their marketing teams and make sure they're on track, you know, in order to represent the business really well online. The first thing I say when I go in there is I'm like, this is hilarious because you can find all of this information on my podcast, on my blog, on my website, um, on my, on my Instagram but they want me there. Like they want the energy. They want me in person. Right. So don't be afraid to give away your best stuff. Like really give your audience what they need to succeed. 99% of people don't do anything with it. Mm. Like if, like I've given away my clients, my business plan before to help them with theirs. And I'm like, Hey, if you can take this and implement it and like scale it better than me, good on you. Like, that's incredible. But when you're adding value, really just give people what they need to succeed with whatever, whatever product, whatever service you offer. Um, and that's probably the best, that that's the key thing. If you're don't do not put any sort of growth plan in place until you're really, really certain that your account is a place when people come there, especially if your dream client were to come there, they absolutely know they're in the right place. They get so much value just from following you and you're positioning yourself as the expert in your field. The next thing is targeting. Okay, so this was the most surprising thing that I learned when I was figuring out how to grow my own Instagram account because we were preached over and over. You need to post three times a day. You need to do all this stuff. Posting doesn't get you followers. Posting gets you in front of your followers, which is important. But mm. what gets you new people is getting onto other people's feeds. Uh, this is key. Okay. So you want to think about it like, is your audience mainly entrepreneurial? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 You asked me, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you want to think about it like for everyone listening, let's say like you're, you have a business, you're thinking about starting one or whatever, you know, you know that like when you're inputting a client's data or you're getting ready for a client call or whatever, you know, you're not getting new customers from that. You yeah. know, you're maintaining what you have, Yeah. right? You know that in order to get new clients, you need to talk to more people. people it's yeah. really, really similar with Instagram posting and all that for sure. It's important. It keeps you relevant. It keeps you showing up. However, what you want to be doing is what I call strategic targeting. So you want to go find accounts like yours. So this might be podcasts your audience is listening to, blogs are following, books are reading, whatever. People who have your audience on a larger scale usually, so they've got more of them or higher engagement or whatever, and look at who's following them. Look at who's commenting on their posts. Look at who's engaging because these are people who are probably interested in what you offer. And then you need to get on their feeds. So this is like commenting on their stuff, following them, connecting with them. Um, this is so, so key. Probably the biggest way I grew my business in the beginning is I just found people out there who are doing different types of coaching or offering different types of specialty services who either had a mastermind or a group training or a Facebook group or something. And I would just reach out to them and be like, oh, hey, do you mind if I come in and do a free masterclass for your people on how to, you know, how to optimize their Instagram for their business? And it was just through these, these warm connections that it totally grew my business. Very, very similar with Instagram. So the next one is quality photos. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So this has actually changed a little bit. And again, it'll probably change again. But right now, Instagram is really prioritizing saves and shares. Okay. So what would make you save a photo and what would make you share it? Like DM it to a friend, right? So definitely having quality photos, but one of the main things is really showing emotion in those photos. 
I'm sure we've all heard, you've probably heard, um, you know, you need to have a pretty grid. Your grid needs to be aesthetically pleasing. It needs to be pretty. This can actually hurt your following a lot more than help it. Mm. Because what happens when you post on Instagram, that post will get released to your most loyal followers. These are the ones that always like, always comment, right? If they like, comment, spend time on the post, then Instagram's like, okay, cool. This is something that's keeping people on the app. We're going to release it to the next wave, to the next wave, to the next wave. And if things go amazing, you have a chance of showing up on the explore page, which is the only way to go viral on Instagram, right? Here's the problem when you have this like pretty grid mentality is when all of your photos look almost exactly the same, but there's just a different object or person in the exact same frame. A lot of the time when it gets released to your loyal followers, they're going to scroll right past it because they think they've already seen that from you or they're like, yeah, I'm pretty sure she posted that yesterday or whatever, right? You need something on there. It could even just be, you know, a funny meme or every so often, but I want to see you on social. So you need something on there that's going to make people stop, look at your photo, read your caption, whatever it might be. Time spent on a post is really, really important. Like if I followed you, for example, and you, you know, let's say I'm one of your loyal followers and you post on Instagram, the algorithm knows if I spend even two seconds more on that post than I normally do. And it trips it to say, Hey, this is something that's keeping people on the app longer. Show it to more people. Instagram's whole goal always through every algorithm change is they want more real people on the app for longer coming back more often. That's it. Then what happens is those real people see ads they're interested in. They buy from the ads and more businesses spend money on ads. Like it's a business round and round we go. Right? So if you help Instagram with their goal by keeping people on the app, having them come back more often, having them engage, Instagram will reward you in return with exposure. Um, that's, it's basically the way it's worked through every algorithm change. <laughs> Do you have any questions so far? I know I talked about No, no, no. I mean, I'm <laughs> thinking along with you because like it makes really, it's like the way I use Instagram, but I didn't think that that's exactly what I should do. In terms totally. Of, I read it. I'm not so into Instagram yet. I mean, I'm not that often using Instagram. So this is new for me, but yeah, I follow Tucker. Have you seen, do you know? You might not know, but it's a dog IG. That's, that's the thing that I watch every single day on Instagram. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. So nice. Okay. Carry on. I mean, I'm thinking along with that. What should I do with it? Yeah. Okay. For sure. So the next thing is, is consistent and engaging stories. Stories are a crazy tool to be able to get in front of people often. And it also kind of tells me you're real. Like what you want to think about is when it comes to social media, a lot, sometimes when clients come to me, they're sort of like, they're sort of thinking of social media as one big entity, almost as if all the platforms are the same and we can post similar content on all platforms, right? That's sort of like saying all parties are the same. But if you think about like, a, like they're all the same in the sense that they're gathering of people. But if you think about like a dinner party versus a house party versus a networking event, these are very different things, right? What do you do at a dinner party? Well, you probably know like 90% of people there. You're going to stay in one spot for the majority of the night. Uh, maybe you'll have a two-hour conversation. That's really appropriate at a dinner party. A dinner party is very similar to Facebook. Facebook is what's called a closed platform, meaning if I want to connect with you on Facebook, I need to friend request you. You need to vet me and then add me. If I send you a message on Facebook and we're not connected, it's going to go like your other inbox. You might not even see it, right? So essentially, this is the more intimate place that you have people. 
You can have whole conversations over comments on Facebook. Like that's a very appropriate place to do that, right? Now, if you think about a house party, what do you do at a house party, right? You have some drinks, you dress kind of casually. You probably don't know at least half the people there. You're going to like bounce around, say hi, talk about different aspects of your life, right? And so this is really similar to Instagram. Instagram is where people are like buzzing around, seeing different things. They can find you from a hashtag. It's an open platform, meaning it's totally appropriate for me to follow you if I don't know you. It's totally acceptable for me to DM you if I don't know you. That's very normal on Instagram. This is why I like setting Instagram up as usually the main hub. Like this is your main social hub for businesses because you have that ability to have that wide reach where you can connect with lots of people and you don't necessarily have to know them or be connected to them in any way. Like on Facebook, if I'm looking for you or your group or whatever, I can't find that from a hashtag. I need to pretty much know what I'm looking for to put it in, right? Yeah. And then you think of a networking event. So what are your networking event? You like drink less, you dress a bit more formally, you have your business cards, you have your pitch ready, you're in a more formal conversations. This is really similar to LinkedIn. LinkedIn, another closed platform, very, very appropriate to talk only about your business on LinkedIn. Very appropriate to have those business only posts, right? So when I see an Instagram, like see with businesses, this is a trap a lot of them fall into. When I see their Instagram account, it's almost like I'm looking at a LinkedIn account. All we're talking about is business. I don't know the person at all. And that's really similar to walking around a house party with your card, going to every single person and being like, oh, hey, do you know who I am? Like, I have this special going on. Like, oh, hey, like, I'm, I have this special going on. And if you did that, people would be like, dude, chill. You're <laughs> at a party. Like, have a drink, right? Yeah. And that's what Instagram's really good for. So with, like, to tie this all back in. With stories, like let's say, for example, you, I, I'm in your target market and you got onto my, so you liked a few of my photos and I'm like, oh, who's Machida? Like, I, I want to see what she's about. So I go over to your account and I decide to follow you. So now think about it. I'm one of your new followers. I'm not a loyal one. What are the chances of me seeing your post? Really low. Like very, extremely low of me seeing your actual post. Okay. However, if I follow you and you have a story active and what it's shown is when people go to an account, they look at whether there's a story and the bio, these are the first things, right? So let's say I watch your story and decide to follow you. It's a very small chance your posts are going to get in front of me. However, stories, again, Instagram's whole goal, real people on the app for longer, more often, The only thing that matters with stories is if I watch them. When you go onto your Instagram account, you'll notice your story feed is pretty much always the same. It's those same five people over and over in the first row, right? That's, it doesn't, honestly, it doesn't matter if you're the only person who watches those stories because you watch them they are going to show them to you. So because Mm. I went to your account, I followed you, I watched your story, you can now get in front of me consistently without without me having to ever see your posts. This is so, so key because if you're doing specials, if you're talking about your new posts, if you're just showing me your day-to-day life and I'm like, oh man, she seems cool. Like she's got this business, this podcast, but she's also like, you know, smoothie every morning. I see a bit of the behind the scenes. It allows me to relate to you. Like, I feel like I kind of know you and we do business with people we know, like, and trust, right? Like in our industry, let's, I mean, for me and you, let's be real. There's people who do what we do probably better than us, probably cheaper than us. Um, They probably done a larger scale. Why would somebody go with us as opposed to them? 
but probably because they feel some sort of a connection with us, whatever that may be. And if it's somebody who hasn't met us before, we don't have a mutual friend, online is that really cool place where you can create it without ever having to meet people or you meet them once they've already warmed up to you. So with stories, this is really, really important to stay in front of people. Lives are a really big thing for this. It's a really big secret weapon. And we can get into that later if you want, but I'll just keep going. So the rather than yeah, talk Yeah. And what are the difference between Instagram story and IGTV? Ooh, big difference. Okay. So with IGTV, uh, the same way that Instagram kind of battled Snapchat, like remember they took, they basically took the idea for stories from Snapchat or maybe they had it before, but they implemented it really quick when Snapchat was taking off. <laughs> so they did really, really good at kind of taking over Snapchat with uh, stories. Like almost everybody moved, like the immediately user, you know, time spent on Snapchat went down, all this stuff. They released IGTV to sort of battle YouTube because mm-hmm. they were like, okay, we want everybody coming to our platform for anything. Like, <laughs> like, like right now, Facebook owns Instagram. And I don't know if you ever noticed, but like Facebook hates YouTube. Whenever you post a YouTube link on Facebook, it's like this super crappy little thumbnail and they, they don't like them. They don't like their competitors, which is fine, right? So they launched IGTV to battle YouTube. And to be honest, it hasn't been going that well. People still really consider YouTube the place they go for videos. It's the second largest search engine in, on the internet next to Google. So IGTV is essentially intended to be able to get longer form videos in front of your people. And they actually just added something really, really cool where you can do series. Now, so for example, if you were to take these podcast episodes, you could actually put them as the podcast series Mm. on your IGTV. You could also have like a makeup series. You could have like a cooking series. So when I go to IGTV, I can sort of see your different areas and get longer form content. Mm. For most people on IGTV, it's either 10 or 15 minutes. You have, you can upload up to 10 or 15 minutes for verified, or I think it's over 10 K accounts. You can upload up to an hour but anything over 10 or 15 minutes has to be done on desktop. And this is a really good way for when people are digging around your account, if you have any longer form content, so you have, you know, a podcast show or you're doing a tutorial or you, you clip out, you know, part of your training with a client or whatever, IGTV is a great place to put it. If I want more of you, make it really, really easy for me to get more of you. And Instagram is really pushing IGTV because again, like it hasn't been going that good with them trying to battle YouTube with it. So they're really giving a lot of exposure to it. So it's definitely something to take advantage of. So how lives work, lives are a little bit different. So lives happen on your story. So if you go to post a story, you have like those different categories of the body, like hands-free, you know, normal, super zoom, et cetera. And then you have live. When you go live, what happens is what is lives and when somebody sends you a DM are the only time you'll get in-app notifications on Instagram, only time. Instagram rewards activity. So when you go live, let's say, how many followers do you have on Instagram? Um, 2,000, I guess. Perfect. So no chance that all 2,000 people are seeing your content, right? But because when Instagram rewards activity, when you go live, what happens is a good percentage, usually about 60% of those 2,000 followers are going to get a notification that you went live. And even if they've never watched your stuff, they've never engaged with your content, your story, anything, you will be the first story on their feed because you did a live. Mm. It doesn't matter how many people watched it. It doesn't matter if anybody interacted, like none of that factors in. It's just Instagram rewarding you for doing activity. Cause when you go live, I'm able to like watch your live, interact with you. Like it's a really cool tool. 
So let's say I'm one of your 2000 followers and I've never seen your content because I'm not a loyal follower. It's just never gone in front of me. Right. And you would do a live. And so I'm like, Oh, Mutita did a live. Cool. Like, uh, you know, what, what, who's she? So I click on your live and then I'm like listening to it and I'm like, Oh, you know what? This isn't my thing. I don't really care about that. Like, and I swipe away. Okay. What did I do? I still clicked on your story. Ah. So now what happens is your story is going to show up in front of me until I physically skip over it, not click on it and swipe away, physically skip over enough times that it gets pushed down the ladder. I always, always encourage people to go live, but heads up, if you're doing this for the first couple times, you're going to be talking to ghosts. People don't expect you to go live. They might even not know like who you are, what you really do. Maybe that message isn't clear yet. So there probably won't be many people interacting until your audience expects to see you at a certain time, maybe every week or every month, or you're, you're talking to them about that, expect to be talking to ghosts for mm. a little bit. But as like, just like anything, as you get more consistent with it, you'll start to get those people that show up all the time. You'll start to get interaction. They'll become a lot more fun. And then you go from there. But if you wait till you have the audience to go live, that's really putting the cart before the horse. Mm. You just show up consistently. And that's what really builds that loyal audience. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. You know, um, what I have done wrong last year was that I... I start my marketing funnel organically from Facebook. And mm. as you mentioned, it's the closed, what do you call it? Closed platform. And yeah, I mean, I just realized that the beginning of this year that I should reverse engineer, like not doing live on Facebook, but doing live other place instead, or like put myself out there to the bigger platform, the open platform that you mentioned. So that's why I started my podcast and YouTube channel because those are open platform, right? Open platforms. And then bring them back to the closed platform so that I can nurture the leads further. So seems like I have to get into Instagram. <laughs> and Facebook isn't, it's not like, it's not like Facebook is like Facebook's a beast. It's not a bad place. It's just a more expensive place. Yeah. You're going to have, you're going to have to invest more, whether it's in networking to get people into your group, paying for ads, paying for exposure, whatever it might be to be able to reach the same amount of people you can on an organic platform. Like speaking about those lives, like let's say you're implementing all the steps, you're targeting really strategically. So you are uh, getting in front of people that would already be interested in what you do based on who they're following, their activity, blah, blah, all that stuff, right? Then you do a live. So when you do a live, you now become the first story on these guys' feeds. That's what you would pay for in an ad if you're putting in strategic targeting. You can't measure it the same way you can an ad, but like take advantage of all the free resources you have, right? Yeah. I mean, so it's, yeah. That's your it, two it's cents. It's a really right key there. tool. Yeah. I don't know about this. If I start doing live on Instagram, whether it will also show live on my Facebook since they are the same owner anyway. Do you know about that? What I do a lot of the time, because I go live on Facebook and Instagram every Friday, um, is you can actually go live on Facebook with your laptop. So what oh. I'll do a lot of the time is I oh, use my computer for Facebook and then I'll just set up my phone for Instagram. Or if you have like an old phone that you don't use anymore that still can connect Wi-Fi, just set them up. And then you can do live on both. But honestly, like push come to shove, if I just have one device, I'll go live on Instagram and then I'll save the video. I'll share it to my Facebook group or to my community or whatever it might be. Yeah, that's that's a very good idea. Okay. Yeah. And you are at the fourth pillar, right? The opening platform. So uh the two more. Two more. Yeah, two more. Yeah. I keep you on track. Don't worry. 
Okay. Yeah. So the, the next one, that's a really key thing for building and monetizing your Instagram is direct messaging. Man, this is where we've seen some interesting behavior. We've all been the victim <laughs> of following somebody and we get this novel of a message like, hi, at so-and-so, like, looks like you're doing something amazing. Please check out my link to my 100K roadmap and my latest YouTube video. Here's the problem. I'm at the house party. Okay. And now you're asking me to go like opt into your list, watch your video. Like it's a really big ask. And this is, we've actually seen people get blocked from DMing when they're sending these messages to people that they're not connected with because Instagram knows, Instagram's smart. It knows that when it's used as a sales platform, people disengage. Remember back in like 2016 when it used to be chronological right? So if I was following you, you posted two seconds ago, you're with, yours was the first post I saw because you posted most recently, right? Yeah. And, and then it switched and everybody complained, right? The reason the switch happened is because companies that were selling like makeup brushes, bikinis, all this stuff, right? They were clogging up feeds, posting like 18 times a day. Mm -hmm. And what stats were showing is people disengaged. They got off the app when it was used as a sales platform. Mm -hmm. So of course those guys could have just unfollowed those accounts, but they just weren't. So Instagram was like, no, 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 we're going to do this activity based. So you only see stuff that's relevant to your activity. And then when ads pop up, hopefully they're relevant to what you're actually interested in. Right? So when you're doing this via DMs, A, don't, cause you might get blocked, but B, it's like you're, this is a really big ask of somebody who doesn't know you. You're at the house party. Keep it really simple. So DMs, here is the golden key. Okay. So when you get a new follower it, for everybody listening, Go through your notifications. Everyone who's followed you over the past month or as long as your notifications go down, send them a message that just says, hey, exclamation point, thanks for the follow. Happy face emoji. Really, really simple. You're not asking for anything. That's that. Here's, here's the thing. Nobody thanks people usually. Like that's really, like I've gotten so many replies to that message being like, oh wow, thanks. Like nobody ever thanks me. And this is also a really easy way, especially if you're an entrepreneur or you have a brand or whatever, it's a really easy way to kind of introduce yourself because like, for example, have you ever seen, um, skincare clinics do this all the time? Oh, everywhere. Have you ever seen, you know, skin like, Hey, come in for your free consult to the skincare clinic, right? Do you know anyone who's ever gone in for a free consult to a skincare clinic with no intention of buying anything or getting a service? I don't think so. Yeah. No, because, and like, we think about that, like why? Cause a, I'm coming into your playground, you know, it's kind of intimidating. Um, even if I don't buy something or get something done, I'm going to feel kind of guilty for taking up your time. Let's say I'm new to skincare and I don't really know what I should be asking or, you know, what, what the best thing would be for me. I'm not really going to know if you're giving me objective advice or if this is just your agenda. Like it's a, it, overall, it's a really intimidating process. This is the way a lot of your, your customers and your clients feel when they're looking at your website and they're deciding whether or not to fill the about, you know, the contact section is there's like, let, you know, let's say you're a content creator or whatever. If I need your help, Hey, I might not even know that I need your help, but let's say I haven't worked with someone before. I don't really know what questions to ask. I don't really know what price range is, is reasonable, what I should be looking in or what would be most effective for my business. Like I'm sort of in the, in the weeds here. So for me to like fill out a contact form and get a free clarity call from you or whatever, 
uh, like it just doesn't feel comfortable because I, I don't, you know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if you're, if, if you actually know what you're talking about, all this stuff. So here's the thing. When you send that message, Hey, thanks for the follow. Um, and let's say you send me that message and I'm like, and I reply like, Oh yeah, thanks for thanking me. Like, Oh, by the way, I see you have like this cool podcast. Like what are the type of people that you bring on there? And you're like, Oh, I actually, I work with these kinds of people that I bring on these and these. And I'm like, Oh cool. I might actually know somebody for you. And you're like, awesome. Here's the thing. I think that I started that conversation as your follower because you made it really easy for me to just, you gave me this open space to be like, you know, either I won't reply or I'll be like, you're welcome. Or I'll be like, and I get this all the time. Like, Oh, Hey, I see you're an Instagram strategist. Like who do you normally work? Like, what does that look like? Who do you normally work with? And I'm like, Oh yeah, thanks for asking. Um, you know, generally I work with these people. I had a look at your account. I really like this and this. And they're like, Oh, cool. Do you think I should maybe do this a little bit more. And depending on the conversation that we have and the questions that they ask, I'll either be like, okay, cool. Let's jump on a 15 minute call. Or if I can help, if I can help them or like, Hey, check out my free Facebook group. We've got loads of resources in there. You'd love it. It's a great community and come hang out with me there. Now I've got them in the closed platform, right? Now I've got them more intimate. They're at my dinner party now. So, or I'll be like, oh, hey, like, you know, but we've got a free download for that. Just head to the website. You can grab this, you can grab this download. And now they're on my email list. So I've got them. So the main thing here is Instagram should never, ever be used for sales. It should be used for connection. When you start, when you try to use it for sales, it does not work. It's not what the platform's made for. Okay. So your whole goal on Instagram is to connect and for people that are qualified that want to work with you, you want to work with them, whatever move it over to a place that's more appropriate to have that conversation. This could be to your Facebook group. It could be to your email list. It could be to a 15 minute call. It could be to whatever's relevant for you, but never ever have I close or do I intend to close a sale over DM? It's not the place for it, right? I'm at the house party. I'm going to bounce around, talk to a bunch of people And then the ones that I want to continue the conversation with, we're going to like meet up for coffee later, or we're going to like go go to an event together. We'll grab them. We'll go see a movie, you know, like whatever it might be. Like you're taking it outside of the venue. So you really want to, again, so this is why it's so powerful. Just have a profile that adds a lot of value and shows me you. Social media should be social. So of course I want to know about what you do because you're probably passionate about it. But I also want to know like, Hey, what's your, you know, talk to me about your friends and family. What's your favorite hobby? What's your day to day like, you know, like I want to get to know you as well. Like if you're posting just about your business, very appropriate on LinkedIn, but with Instagram, show me more of the behind the scenes, your personality. This will also give people a feel for like how you speak, how you gesture, your tone, your level of energy. It's really going to allow people to be like, Oh, Hey, I really like that style. Or like, that's not for me. And with it, that's not for me. Wouldn't you rather find that out earlier than, than after you're working with someone and you're like, oh my God, this is such a mismatch, you know, like we just don't jive, which is the reality. You're not going to jive with everybody. So with DMs, uh, and like, I actually have like the five types of DMs. And if you head to my website, I believe right now it's the cheat sheet is what I gave you, but I cheat Yeah. 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 I'll see if I can find that one and and give it to you. If, if you're listening and you want it and it's not in the show notes, just DM me and I'll send it to you. Um, but yeah, so this is, and there's five types of DMS that I found that work really, really well for collaborations, connections. Um, and it's so cool nowadays. Like I don't like I'm 32 right now. And when I was a kid, when I was like 13, 14, 
the only way you could ever get in touch with public figures was like those super scammy contact any celebrity websites that had fake phone numbers, right? Like that was the only way you like there were no public figures weren't accessible. Now everybody's a DM away. It's yeah. so cool. The world we live in. So I can tell you, like I have close, I not on Instagram, but I have connected with a lot of clients through Instagram. The highest rate of return I've made has not been through clients. It's through the people that I've collaborated with. It's through the people that have become my coaches, the podcasts I've gotten on, um, the people who are like 10 steps ahead of me in business, who I never would have normally had a chance to connect with that have, I've joined their masterminds. I've been to their events, whatever it might be. Your proximity is power. When you can connect with people that have a higher level audience, they're ahead of you in business. These guys know people who would be really interested in your services, who don't need payment plans, who aren't, you know, aren't just starting out so that it's really, really easy for you to get those key clients. You can help, you know, get the revenue stream going and then you can move forward. So you really use this, this technique with targeting and with getting on people's feeds for people that you would want to uh, collaborate with them, be on their podcast, possibly be coached by them, go to their events, whatever it might be. These guys, a lot of the time are more accessible than we think. They want success stories. Like they want to connect with up and coming, like young driven entrepreneurs or, or older driven entrepreneurs doesn't matter. But, and so like, yeah, don't be afraid to reach out in that way. Um, so DM's crazy powerful, really, really cool thing. We spent yeah. a whole, yeah, we spent a whole week on that in Instagram Academy because there's so much. Wow. I, I get to know the power of DM because of Gary V. Like, yeah, I mean, I listen to him almost every day and he just like brainwashed me <laughs> on many things. Yeah, but I'm a, big, I'm a big fan of him. I do. I do. And just really one DM away. And it's amazing that they are not that out of reach anymore. They are reachable at all. And this is why like Gary V, Lewis Howes, like all those guys still manage all of their DMs. They reply to their comments because they know their audience put them there. If you're like a fashion blogger right now, and let's say you've, you know, you got a half million followers and you're not interacting with your audience or applying to their comments, you're alienating the people that put you in your position. It's different if you're a public figure. So if you're like Selena Gomez, for instance, I'm going to find out about you through other methods and Instagram. It's, it's different in that case because you've got the media exposure. But if you're somebody who your audience had the major, like was the biggest thing that got you to where you are that's who you take care of. That's your golden goose. Like it's your job to show up for them. Mm -hmm. So that's why yeah. these guys also, they reply to their DMs, they reply to their emails, their comments, everything. Cause they know that's their, like, that's their main source of, of basically of like exposure. And that's actually, it's, a, it's something I talk a lot about is right now, anybody in business knows that exposure is just as valuable as money. Like we are in a oversaturated, there is like a lot out there. You could probably become an engineer on YouTube right now. So when you're listening to these podcasts that you're into, you're listening to Gary Vee or like, you know, you're reading blogs or re reading different books or whatever with people that you admire that have helped you, screenshot it, put it on your story, tag them, give them exposure, give them something for free. Just like, you're just adding value. You're just like, this is a really good episode. Go check out this podcast. And you tag like, you know, at Jay Shetty or at Lewis House or whatever. All you're doing is helping them out. This is a really good way, especially with larger public figures, just sort of warm them up. You want to think about it like, uh, okay, like this probably happened to us. Like if you were on a date 
and you're like halfway through your first glass of wine and the dude's like, okay, like we good? Like you're halfway. Yeah. Like, are we good to go back to my place? You're like, no, Kyle, like I'm not good. Like, I don't even know. you. Like, no, that's sort of what it's like when you, like if I was to email Gary B. Cold and be like, I think I should be on your show. Blah, blah, blah. He'd probably be like, cool. I don't even know you. Like, you want me to endorse your book, be on my show, whatever. Like, this is a big ask for someone who I don't know. When I'm doing something little, like just like posting his podcast and tagging him or whatever, this is like buying him a drink, right? I'm just sort of warming it up. I'm being nice. I'm opening up, the, I'm like opening up a space for a conversation to happen. And don't be afraid to be a fan with this. Like I've tagged people like 10, 12 times before, before they even see the story or they even reply to it or whatever. Just like authentically with what you're into don't be afraid to talk about it and get in front of these people to let them know like, Hey, I'm a fan and I'm watching. So keep doing what you're doing. Um, okay. And then the last thing is hashtags. Oh. So, Oh my gosh. Hashtags oh. are one of the, yeah. Oh, they're one of those things that there's so much like cloudiness around. Um, so, okay. What I really talk about with this is the foundation. Um, there's always different trends that are happening. However, what I, what I teach and what I talk about is here's the foundation of pretty much what's always worked, what will probably always work in the future. Um, and here's the main things that I would, that I focus on when it comes to hashtags. Okay. And this has stayed the same. Like, I don't change this much because there's always a new thing like, Oh, put them in the comment, put them in the first caption, use 11, use nine, um, use these ones. And so I don't know. I find focusing on that, you can just go into a tailspin. So what I focus on is I generally try to keep it where I'm not posting more than 25 hashtags. You can use up to 30 in a post. I actually used to be a really big advocate of using all 30. So I'm like, it's 30 ways to be found. But lately with, you know, with everything going on, with the exposure being decreased, what we're finding is people that are, posts that are using 30 are actually getting less reach, probably because it just looks a bit spammy. So I always use 25 or less. And I basically break them into different sets. Instagram has really sophisticated photo recognition software. The same way that my iPhone unlocks when it sees my face, because it can, it can read my face. Instagram knows what's in your photo. So if you hashtag Kim Kardashian on a picture of a mountain, that's not going to show up for Kim Kardashian because uh-huh. Kim Kardashian's not in that photo. And people on the Kim Kardashian hashtag don't want to see a photo of a mountain. You're not helping Instagram with their goal. You're not helping them keep people on the app for longer, right? So chances are that's not going to show up. So the one, one set of hashtags, let's say you do, you know, three sets of six or whatever. The first six hashtags are in there. It doesn't have to be the first ones, but in there need to fluctuate with the photo. These need to be very photo relevant. So if it's a picture of a mountain, you know, nature, landscapes, outdoors, nature hikes, whatever it might be, so that it's photo relevant. So if I'm just interested in the visual, I'll probably see your photo based on what hashtags I'm searching. Mm-hmm. The next set of six, let's say, you can use like five, six, seven, whatever. Next set of six should be around if my dream customer was using the Instagram search bar almost like it was a Google search engine what would they be looking for? Right? So think about it. If somebody was trying to find your podcast, like let's say they were looking for a good podcast and for some reason they were looking on Instagram, what would they be typing in? They'd probably be like inspiring podcasts, personal development podcasts, entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial podcasts, podcasts yeah. right? 
here, like where I see businesses mess up is they're hashtagging like, you know, smaller and new businesses are hashtagging their business name, their blog name, all stuff. Mm. And it's like, that's cool. But no one's searching that. Mm. No one's looking for that. Mm-hmm. So if it's something where you want all your photos in one place, great. But otherwise, don't use one of your hashtags for that when nobody's going to find it. Ah. Another mistake I see people make is they're, you know, they just sort of get run out of them and they're like, oh, hashtag love, hashtag throwback Thursday. Hashtag love right now has about 1.8 billion photos on it. Billion. Billion. The chances, okay, what do you do when you go to a hashtag? You look at the top photos. The chances of you showing up in the top photos for that are are very, very, very small. Oh, so when okay. you're using these massive hashtags, you're, you're, you're probably just getting lost. So mm. be more specific. Like if you're a graphic designer, be like graphic designer, San Diego, graphic, like website, graphic designer, specialty, graphic designer, what, like be specific as to what people would actually be searching if they needed your product or your service mm-hmm. and kind of put yourself in their shoes. Like what are they struggling with right now? If they need you, if you're a life coach, like where are they in their life that they need to hire you? Are they struggling with their relationship, with their diet, with their business growth? Like, wh- like where are they if you can help me, right? Or where are you? If I can help you, whatever. Um, and then, <laughs> you know what I mean? And then the next set, the next six, you know, the next sort of set yeah. should be relevant conversations your audience is participating in. How? So for example, like last I checked, you might, I might be wrong on this, but last I checked, JLo and Alex Rodriguez were still engaged, right? Okay, cool. So if I'm like a wedding planner in LA right now, and let's say I'm, I'm like, I'm out scouting locations and I, I get like a good picture of one and I take it and I, I hashtag JLo and A-Rod get hitched or whatever. I know, even though that might be a larger hashtag, I know that potential, that new brides are looking through that hashtag for ideas. Mm, so let's say a bride's looking through, she sees my photo and she's like, oh, I didn't know that location was in LA. And she saves it or DMs me or follows me or whatever it might be. This is like, this is a really key thing. You want to think about relevant conversations that are happening right now. Um, for example, last year was the first year Victoria's Secret fashion show got canceled because yeah. of lack of diversity in the company, right? So if I was in fashion, if I was, you know, kind of in that area of fashion or it was relevant to my audience, I would be hashtagging like New York Fashion Week, Victoria's Secret Fashion Show, diversity in companies, women's diversity, fashion diversity, all this stuff. Because I know these are conversations that my target market is probably showing up in. So mm. this is supposed a quick Google search as to like what's happening in your industry or really, I mean, the best place you can hear it from is from your clients when they say, oh, I also learned from this person or I heard this, or, I read this blog. Like, they're telling you where they're showing up. So show up there. So with hashtags, that's sort of the main strategy I use. There's a lot of, oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but like, correct me if I'm wrong. I will use the hashtag that have the top followers. That's wrong, right? Because you just mentioned that if I'm going to use that hashtag, for example, the love one, I could be lost in those hashtags. Oh, you're getting lost. Yeah. So like the hashtags with the most photos, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. you're probably getting lost. So that is not the, the right strategy. Pro- like I mean, it's not. So like, it's not I, like the worst thing. You're like, you're using hashtags, which is good, but <laughs> the chances of you showing up for like your dream clients is a lot slimmer because mm. they usually can't find you. So actually, we have to get really clear of our customer journey and also clients' avatars and the market research to do this yeah. as well. Like it's the fundamental of every single thing, right? 
Absolutely. Like when I start working with somebody, it's really common for me to be like, okay, like, you know, let's, let's get clear on who you help and how you do it. And they're like, oh, well, Ella, like I help moms and I help, you know, women, I help women 25 to 55 learn how to date again. And I'm like, do you think a 25 year old and a 55 year old are the same in terms of what they're looking for, where they're at in their life? Like these are two completely different avatars, right? So what I always encourage people to do, no matter what level you're at in your business is Think about who you can help in your sleep. Like their problems are so easy for you to solve. You could do it in your sleep. Like it's what you eat for breakfast. Like I can tell like if I were to go to a trainer right now or, you know, go, I, I hire trainers. So this is relevant for me. And I were to be like, Hey, this is what, this is where I want to be. You know, like I'm, I want to lose 10 pounds, gain this muscle, whatever. I want them to be like, Oh my God, this is going to be the easiest thing in the world for me to solve. Like I eat this problem for breakfast. I could do it with my eyes closed. That's the level of confidence I want from a professional I'm hiring, right? So when you think about who you could help in your sleep, that's the person you're talking to. Now, a lot of the time people are like, okay, but if I, if I just focus on that person, won't I miss out on everybody else I maybe could help? if I'm not being broad. And it's like, well, no, because you're always going to have the barnacles. You're always going to have people who are just interested, but maybe not right in your target market. And think about what you want as a business, especially when you're first starting out. You want success stories. You want raving fans. You want people who are going to refer you. And you need to be, you need to show up with that 100% confidence that you can really help them with whatever it is they're dealing with. And otherwise, it's like when you take on clients that are above like kind of like they're a couple steps above your level too early. Most people will do a really good job. They'll work their butt off for them, but you kind of have that anxiety around like, Oh my God, am I doing a good job? Like, are they happy with it? You know, when you're sort of always looking to them for feedback and like, am I good enough? Do I do okay? And that's not a very comfortable situation. When someone's hiring you, they want to, they want to know that you like know what you're doing. So even if you only know what you're doing with like helping moms organize their kids' lunches, or like helping data entrepreneurs plan their schedule. There's a market for that. Like nobody ever thought that a pet rock would be a thing. This is like a huge thing in the early nineties was a pet rock. And like, if, if someone were to, were to pitch that idea, you'd be like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Those were massive because parents were like, holy crap, a pet I don't have to feed or take aside. Like my kid can have one. Right. So it's oh. like whatever, whatever you can do, there's, prob- there's probably a market for it, but you just need to put yourself out there. And another thing with that is like, this is not the person you're going to help forever. Who I can help now is really, really different than who I could help when I first started my business. You're going to evolve with your clients. So don't worry, like we're not pigeonholing you into, you can only help these people ever. It's just like who you can help right now. Who's your success story right now? Who is the person that you, you know you can knock it out of the park for? And that's who you're talking to. Everything going to change by time and by experience and by expertise that you improve yourself along the way as the entrepreneurial journey anyway. So exactly. be flexible. <laughs> exactly. Yes. It's yes. not going to be perfect. <laughs> <clears throat> oh my God. It'll never be perfect. No. And it really, again, like this, and this, we kind of talked about this earlier, but I really want to stress, like, doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter what you sound like. We all have these insecurities when it comes to being on camera and the sound of our voice and what we look like and all this stuff. All that matters that you're willing to put yourself out there. All that matters is you have the confidence to do it. 
because there's people out there who want what you have. They are dying for it. They would pay for it. They would probably remortgage their house for it, but they don't know you exist. Mm. They don't know you exist. And this is the problem, right? And then we're like, oh, well, people are just, you know, they would rather buy crappy quality instead of my stuff. And it's like, no, they wouldn't, but they don't know you. They, they, don't, know, they you. don't know you exist. This is a problem. Everyone would rather have, you know, better quality service or products or whatever, but they don't know about it. <laughs> yeah, you are so right. I mean, yeah, that's like very resonant with me. I understand because like at the very beginning, like no one knows me at all. And that's the reason why they don't trust me because they don't know me yet. Like, they don't know. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's very important. Yeah. And when you take that really solid stand, you, there's the people. Because right, like, let's say like initially, like on my Instagram account, it was mostly my friends and family that followed me. So I'm like, well, why am I going to talk about what I do? They're not interested in it. Well, guess what? The account's not for them. <laughs> Once you're clear on what you offer, like, you know, your gifts, what you can offer the world, that account is now for the people that you can help. If there's people that are going to like be not interested or say snide comments when they see you or whatever, it's cool. The account's not for them. They can unfollow you. Like your true north has to be really serving the people that you can help. Yeah. 100%. Let's talk about what you are doing currently. So you told me that you have a team. Um, I want to yeah. know that how you organize this thing between your team right now and also how you service your clients currently because you seem very busy already. Yeah, we have lots going on. So we basically, we have, uh, I have one-on-one services. So I take on a limited number of one-on-one clients per, you know, at one time. Uh, we have Instagram Academy, which is super fun. So that's the eight-week group training program where we take you through exactly what to do to grow your Instagram account. It's also a really great networking opportunity because we, uh, like, I pretty much only work with entrepreneurs and business owners. So it's just a really great place to connect with other people, which is so key, especially when you're a solopreneur and you're, you know, working at home on your own or out of a shared office or whatever. It's, it's connection is so important. And then also we just launched a membership program. So this one, it's cool because it's a much lower price point. It's an era, It's a way that I can connect with more people who might not be in the space to do an eight-week program or work with me one-on-one yet. For me, I really care about my clients and I have a really, really amazing business coach, Anthony Trucks. And the one thing that I've learned from him more than anything is how important it is to really care about what you do and who you serve. Like this guy is busy. He's got a huge business. He's touring the world speaking. He's got books out. Like he's always doing, so he's got three kids, a family, like always doing something. And literally every time I would message him or just like, Hey, I just got a quick question for you. Within five minutes, he gets back to me. And I used to be like, how do you do that? Like, do you that with all of your, like, you're a busy dude, you know, like, how do you do that? And he was like, I don't take on anyone that I'm not excited to talk to. Like, I don't take on people that I'm not excited to talk to. And I care about my clients and they get access to me. And I was like, it totally fundamentally changed the way that I treat people. Because a lot of the time we're just like, oh, why are they messaging me? Like, you know, I want to watch Game of Thrones and not have my phone buzz or whatever. When it's like, no, I give a shit about your success. But it's like, no, I care about your success. You know, like I care that, that I show up for you. So whenever I take somebody, so with my VAs, I, I probably, I mean, one of them is kind of mainly she does my graphics. She sort of manages any new opt-ins we create, make sure the website's up to date, make sure all the links are working organizes my, like my calendar links and, and trying to just make sure everything's running smooth on the, uh, if for example, we need something to switch with an Instagram link, whatever, she's the person I go to for that. 
The other one is like, I like to this day can't really put my finger on her exact skill set, but she's incredible. So for example, like I just took on a client that was an actor recently, a private client. And, you know, he came to me through a referral and he's like, Hey, I really want to work with you because I need to grow my personal brand and I need to, you know, get, I want to get more roles, whatever. And I was like, I really liked him. Like, I was like, Oh, I know we'd work well together. I was like, but I don't know anything about acting. And this is the problem. Like if we're ta- if I'm talking to him, an actor's goals is very different than a business owner and entrepreneur, right? They're not looking to, you know, build a huge audience and, you know, run free trainings, all this stuff. Like they're looking to get an agent to get roles. Right. I was like, if I'm going to take him on, I need to at least be able to speak his language. So with my other VA, what she's really good at is I'll be like, Hey, we're going to take on Spencer. You know, we're going to take on this actor as a client and I need to know what's rel. Here's the conversation with him. It's recorded. I need to know what I need to know to be able to serve him. Like I need you to sift through, find the resources, find the YouTube channels, like so that I can, I can really help him. So she'll like watch it. She'll do all the research and she'll find, and she found me like three wicked YouTube channels and also looked into exactly what you need to do to be an actor, how you get an agent, all this stuff and gave it to like, she'll give it to me step by step or like, Ellie, you need to spend two hours watching this. I'm like, okay. Like she tells me what to do. And I love it. Cause it's she, so she's really around. Uh, she doesn't have too much like client to client communication, like front end client communication, but she's really around like making sure they're really well serviced. And we really work together on that. So sometimes she'll come across information and I'll be like, I don't get it. Like you need to explain it to me. And she's like, okay, I'll break it down for you. And she's really, really good at that. Yeah. So yeah, with her, it's so funny because sometimes I don't have a lot of work for her, but I'm like, I can never lose you. So I'll just, she's yeah, I just have her on retainer because I'm like, she's so key for really having that really good customer experience. Yeah. Somehow she's like your right hand, your assistant, your like manager somehow, everything. Yeah. And even sometimes in Insane Academy, I, people come into it who are just kind of in foreign industries or I can't really put my finger on exactly what it would be for them, like how they add value, whatever. And she just had, I'll just be like, Hey, can you find out about this industry? And you know, can you find like 10 cool accounts with it? And I'm just, I want to help this person. And she'll be like on it type thing. And then she finds it and I can kind of sift through and I'm like, Oh, this is okay. Okay. And now I've got like some ideas for them and this is neat. And this is someone they can target and all this stuff. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, that's already great collaboration. And yeah, that's how you run the team. Yeah. And then every every so often we're doing launches, we'll contract out extra copywriters or um, videographers if we need to do a bunch of videos or whatever. But that's sort of the main hub right now. I have a question about the quality pictures that Mm -hmm. you say that it has to be quite personalized, like Mm. more you, right? So how you plan to have a photo taken or like you just need a good mobile phone to like have a good picture and then just edit it on the same theme as your brand just like that what is actually the quality photo means so yeah like we do a whole week on this in Instagram academy and there's there's a way that you can plan out your photo shoots whether you're doing it with your phone or you have a professional photographer coming in the main aspect is it has to represent you like, I want to get to know you. Like, if you're working most days with like a messy bun and your glasses on, whatever, let me see your day to day. And then also like, you know, what do you have coming up? Do you have any big launches? Are you going to do a special post for Valentine's Day for New Year's, whatever? Like, then you can organize some of those ones for me, your props or whatever. But I would actually stay away. Again, Instagram is the house party. It's where I come to get to know you. So I, would, I wouldn't worry about straying from your brand colors or your brand theme because- mm. I'm going to see that on your LinkedIn. I'm going to see that on your website. 
right? Like, like I'll know it's you, but, and you can totally post some of your brand photos on there. But if you're posting four times a week, like, don't you dare post four times a week about your business. It's not why I'm there. Right. So yeah, the biggest thing is that they're authentic. And if you, for example, like if you're new to doing photos or maybe never done a photo shoot before, really pick a photographer that you, like, I would recommend doing a proper photo shoot. You can do them. Anyone with an iPhone has a great camera, but once you've done a few with professional photographers, you get a feel for lighting, you get a feel for angles, you get like, you kind of get a feel for what it's like to do some really good photos. So you can then duplicate that and pick someone you're very, very comfortable with. Like you can laugh with, you don't care if you're like, you can, you're not going to get embarrassed around them. You're not going to be self-conscious around them because that's when the best photo, you know, the best photos. Yeah. And anyone who's like, you know, done any sort of like when I was doing influencer work, I did a ton of photo shoots and the biggest, the best ones are when you can see emotion come through and when you can like, and it's actually, it can be difficult to do. Like you really need to tune in to like, oh, I want to like convey happiness or convey confidence or whatever it might be. So pick someone you're super comfortable with, even if it's a friend who initially is just doing photos of you. And also like look around, like there's, we have so many examples, like look on Pinterest, look on Instagram, like find ones that you like and can possibly duplicate, but with your personality. So, you know, if you want like a photo of you sitting in a corner with a white wall and a fluffy cushion, like on your laptop, cool. Like how can you duplicate that with what you have, you know, and how can you play around with that and just have fun with it? Yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much for giving this much value today. I mean, I have not like whole page. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Good. I'm glad it helped. Yeah. So, I mean, I learned a lot from you. So in case anyone want to work with you or want to connect with you on Instagram, how can they find you then? Yeah. So on Instagram, I'm at ella.j.may. I'm always on Instagram. DM me there. You can go to my website, ellajmay.com. We have a free Facebook group. That's awesome. There's loads of resources in there. Great community. And that's linked below. Uh, It's called the Instafame Tribe. And I would say those are the main, I mean, I'm on LinkedIn, all that stuff, but honestly, Instagram is the best place to find me. Yeah. Cool. I mean, thank you very much, Ella and all the best. Yeah, you too. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Get Unstuck Radio. If you enjoy the show, make sure you subscribe so you automatically get new show every week. I would love to if you left us the review. If you want to get unstuck, check my five-step entrepreneur freedom formula for scaling your business without sacrificing your lifestyle at worldwideweb.extraordinarilybymutita.com forward slash freedom. Speak then.